Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only through our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. Fantasy Baseball Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer back again, and it feels so good. As always, I am joined by my man Ryan Gilbert. How are you doing today, Ryan? Uh, I'm doing good here. I'm excited to talk about some of these uh, prospects are coming up and all, all the all the hype around them because you know pe- people love to to have the hype around prospects. We do too. We love to hype them up. Sometimes they're worth it. Sometimes they're not. And and we'll we'll see if the, if they're worth it. Yeah, and I know uh, the I mean, not the last episode we did, but the one from a couple days ago that we did, we dove into some of our like third base ranking or outfield ranking, excuse me, outfield, outfield rankings, yes. and where we had some guys. Um, and we were talking about doing like a little bit of like a, a prospects ranking one, kind of, and then we realized that why not just talk about <laughs> where we rank all the Cincinnati Reds? Uh, I guess you can't even call them prospects much at this point, but all their rookie slash prospects since they seem to have all the highly touted ones that don't play for the Orioles. Uh, so yeah. on this episode, we could, do, we could do an Orioles episode too sometime. We really could. Like, we kind of did a few, a few weeks ago when we talked about Gunner and, and Girad and all, all those guys. And Westberg. Yeah, we really yeah. did. Uh, but this one, we'll dive into a little bit of Ellie de la Cruz, some Christian Encarnacion strand and a little Matt McClain. Cause you know, why not? They're all the, <laughs> The crazy thing is, like, I didn't, I've never had a moment where I was like, we should definitely do a Cincinnati Reds episode because I think that <laughs> minimizes the people that will listen. But it's one of those scenarios where all of their rookies are so good and so fantasy relevant that it's hard to not justify doing one because, I mean, arguably they're all top 15, top 20 at the position guys. And everybody wants to know, like, where where would they rank going forward? Uh, if you missed the last episode, I do do rankings for do fantasy do. pros. I do do the rankings for <laughs> fantasy pros. If you go check out their baseball rankings, I am one of the people on the expert rankings committee. So I make up those fantasy baseball rankings over there. Ryan has his rankings as well. And we did a lot of these episodes in the offseason, and it was an absolute blast where we kind of rank players and don't tell the other person where we put them. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of chop it up and break it down and kind of let you guys see inside the mind of us and how we do the things that we do. Yeah. Um, before we get into it, make sure you check out the Fake Baseball Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com. Also follow us on Twitter, at Fake Baseball YouTube, uh, TikTok. Blake's been killing it there with the reels. Twitch, too. Blake was streaming. Maybe I'll do some uh, Battle Royale streaming. I got to 6-0 earlier, and then, then I lost. So, uh, I'm trying to go 12-0. I'm try- I'm trying to- I- I've gone 12-1 and before. Not not this year, but I've gone- I want to go 12-0. That's- you got you- you to be locked in and then play it. Maybe I'll do a locked-in stream some- sometime uh, coming up. Uh, but yeah, make sure you check all that stuff out. And all right, so we're starting with Ellie Dela Cruz for good for good reason here. Ellie Dela Cruz is, yes. you know, the, the cream of the crop, the, the top prospect, whatever. But I would like to bring people back 10, 12 years ago to a Philadelphia Phillies prospect named Dominic Brown. 
Dominic Brown was the number four prospect in all of baseball in 2011 behind Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, and Jeremy Hellickson, former Philly as well. And then after that, Seattle Mariners great Dustin Ackley. So this this is perfect. This is absolutely oh, oh. perfect. The, the top four batting prospects in in 2011 were Mike Trout, one of the best players ever, Bryce mm-hmm. Harper, one of the best players ever, Dominic Brown, and Dustin Ackley. The Phillies held on to Dominic Brown, held on, held on. I wanted to trade him for a tw- a 2009. They eventually call him up. He has that one fantastic month of June, I think, in 2013. Gets the all-star team, and then that's pretty much it for him. Now, I'm not saying Ellie's going to be him. I'm not saying Encarnacion Strand's going to be him. I'm not saying anyone is going to be him, but he is someone like that. When people, when you know Ellie made his debut and there's a tweet around, oh, who, who's the last player whose debut excited you like this? It reminded me of Dominic Brown. I think like one of his first at bats, possibly his first at bat, he legged out a double on a, on a risky base running thing, but it was aggressive. I, I loved it. I was like, all right, that, that's going to be the start of a, a great career. And it was not. So I'm just saying, you know, I know Ellie's been much better. Ellie had the cycle. Ellie's hitting for some power now, but it is a bit risky. So um, with all that being said, Blake, uh, where do you have Ellie in your uh, – let's go, let's go <laughs> third base first. I think third base is a, is a shallower position. Uh, so for third base, I have Ellie De La Cruz as my number four third oh, baseman for oh, the rest oh, of the Blake, season. This is going to be a good discussion. <laughs> let me tell you. Let me buckle in here. I have him at number four. Also, thank you for reminding me of Dustin Ackley. That was something I had kind of. For, for Yankees fans out there, uh, Jesus Montero was the number nine prospect. God, also a fucking terrible Mariner. Ah, to keep it, keep kicking me while I'm down. Ah, those guys were. <laughs> Dustin Ackley had like one good second half of a season and it made everybody believe that maybe he's the hitter we all thought he was and then yeah. no he just sucked <laughs> he got lucky for half a season and then sucked. i went but, i went back to i mean i went back to 2010 too that tom Graham was 14 ackley was 15 like it, it was great going back looking at these top prospects list and looking like okay this, most, some of these guys hit really big but some of them just completely flame out yeah who, yeah who do you have in front of ellie let's let's start with that okay so first i got jose ramirez yes number two i have Ru- uh, Rafael Devers. Okay. Third, I got Austin Riley. I was big on him coming okay. into the season. And uh, I'd like to point out something that, so I listen to the CBS Fantasy Baseball Today podcast, like many other fantasy baseball podcast nerds do. Uh, Chris Welsh always talks about with his rankings, how he ranks a little differently. And I found that he ranks just like me. He ranks a little differently because he takes his preseason analysis into account for the entire season, like how he felt about a person, how he ranked them, the things Mm -hmm. that he liked and didn't like. And so he said, it doesn't matter necessarily what their overall stats look like. Now that's still taken into account. Same thing goes for me. Austin Riley, he's on a hot streak. Now he started the year very poorly. He's been on fire as of late. He's been my number three, third baseman since preseason. That's never changed. And it's not going to change. That's exactly what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking about Jose Ramirez. Like he's not Mm -hmm. the best first third baseman right now this season. Doesn't have the best average. Doesn't have the best power. But he has all of it. Like we talked Mm -hmm. with Christian Yelich, has all of it. Jose Ramirez has twelve twelve stolen bases too. He he's doing it all, and he's someone that I expect to just be consistent throughout the year, not be streaky like some of these other guys are. Yeah, I think he's finished like seven straight seasons as a top five third baseman. Mm -hmm. So, so, so you have Ellie after those guys. Yeah. Then I have Ellie at number four. If you want me to do my whole top 10, uh, who, do you have five? Who, who do you have five? Bobby Witt Jr. 
Who do you have six? Uh, Yandi. Are you forgetting somebody? Nolan Arenado. Nolan Arenado. I got him at number eight. You have Nolan Arenado, number eight third baseman. Yeah. I almost, I, I, I was at a, a, I'm in a trade negotiation um, involving, potentially involving Arenado and Riley. And I was, and I was, and the guy has Arenado, I have Riley. I was like, okay, I'll give you Riley. We'll do a two for two. We'll do a stop. He was like, no, I think Arenado is better than Riley. I was like, I think Riley's definitely better than Arenado. But looking more at the numbers, like, yeah, Arenado has the same amount of home runs, a little bit more RBIs, 20 points higher average, 50 points higher OPS. I know the lineup isn't as good, and they may take a hit with with Goldsmith leaving. But Arenado down at eight, I feel like I, I feel like I've been hating on Ar- Arenado a lot, <laughs> but down at eight, that's that's see the the thing for me. Like when we talked about our outfield rankings, is how we talked about ranking gets fairly easy when you start to go by position because like this chunk of guys is the best mm-hmm. of the best. And then you have the next chunk yeah. after that. For me, it's literally the first nine guys are. Yeah, no, that it's is, not the first. It's not it, the first nine guys, Blake. It, Jose the, I mean, is, is not the, the same as Ellis. the first. The first nine guys are interchangeable. Like, there's a top like four. There's a top four. And there's like there's like a middle four or five. I would say. I mean, when I said like there's a top nine, I mean like there's a top nine that's like these are the clear cut, just like these are the best nine guys number nine and number one aren't interchangeable that's not what i okay. mean by that i just mean like this okay. is like the nine guys that i'm com- like comfortable and confident saying like these are the best third base options no number okay. nine is an interchangeable number so one. so with within that is like is like a little different I, I, I yeah then there then there would be tears after that like for me it's the first five is like clear cut these are the best five for sure and then there's four more where it's like these guys are really fucking good and then after that even number 10 like I mean, I have Jordan Walker at number 10 still yeah, for the rest um, of the year. And I, I think he's a, a tier down from Nolan Arenado. So yeah. just and, to keep um, behind the curtain. Before we go on further, make sure to check out the SGP Patreon. Do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. Tons of exclusive content contests and merch just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There's even a Discord channel just for patrons. The Sports Gaming Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and support SGPN. SportsGamingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right, let's get back on track here. Ellie Daily Cruz is your fourth best third baseman for the rest of the season. Explain. Yes. Um, a lot of it has to do with the stuff that kind of people already know about Ellie. He's the like the hardest hitting, fastest throwing, fastest running like infielder in baseball and arguably like overall, like he's the fastest player in baseball that there's no doubt about that. Max X velocity is in the 98th percentile uh, arm strength. He threw like the fastest recorded infield throw this year mm-hmm. at like 99 miles an hour arm strength in the 99th percentile. But it has to do with the fact that granted the strikeout rate sucks, but he's the epitome of speed and power, which you can say about a few different players, but he's got God, how many he's got 17 stolen bases so far and six home runs. And he's hitting 273 through the first 41 games of his career, like six home runs and 17 RBIs through 41 games is nuts. He has 17 extra base hits. So there's a lot to like there. 
There, there is a lot to like, but he also goes through these stretches where you know he he's good for a few games. He he hit back to back home runs to to start this week or and but between July 9th and July twenty second in uh, ten games nine starts, he was three for thirty five with sixteen strikeouts, uh, one stolen base, was caught stealing twice. It's a batting average of 086. His BABIP was 158. And like looking deeper at, at the stat cast numbers, he just can't hit a breaking ball. His whiff rate is up there. His average exit velocity is good. I mean, it's at a 91.1 above 88 league average. Barrel rate about league average 6.4 compared to 6.8. Hard hit rate. Yeah, you mentioned the, the strikeout percentage, 31.5% strikeout rate. And his whiff rate on breaking balls is 40%. Like he's hitting two. 211 is expected batting average on that. And all of his expected stats are below his actual stats. So I maybe that's just due to his talent and being able to like run run out some base hits and get some get some extra bases with his speed. But I don't know. I think I think LA Dela Cruz could be in for a rude awakening either later this season or just next season because he started out hot and he, he has to adjust now. My biggest thing with Ellie is obviously the highs have been really high and the lows have been really low. Um, And I think you can read into that a bit and kind of project how he will be for the rest of the season. All rookies, it doesn't matter who they are, are going to have those very low lows. Like That happens. Um, But the highs, not all rookies are going to have highs that are as high as Ellie had. I mean, he stole like three bases on one pitch. Yeah, stole home the other day. Who else is going to do that? Uh, he just had a home run rod by Joey Weimer in the first inning and then came up his next set bat and hit like a 460 foot just absolute tank. He's hitting leadoff now, which maximizes his at bats. Um, and that strikeout rate, a lot of that comes from his the fact that he's a switch hitter. We've talked about it before, how he's very good and very comfortable batting from the left side of the plate. He's not as comfortable batting from the right side. And that's where a lot of that strikeout rate comes from. And I get the allure of him being a switch hitter, but I still have questions as to how long they will let him be a switch hitter. Granted, I can't imagine there's going to be like, knock it off. But if you're struggling that much from the right side of the plate and you're that dominant from the left side of the plate, why not just bat left lefty all the time? Even against the same handed pitching, Uh you're gonna, I, I, if you're bad, you're bad. I'm gonna trust a major league talent like like anybody. If they say you know bat lefty lefty, I think is one of the hardest things to do in sports, especially against against some of those pitchers out there, especially like Chapman. Chris Sale has, has an insane like delivery. So yeah, I, I, I understand why players don't want to do that, even if they take a hit. Like maybe they wouldn't be able to make contact at all, like lefty lefty. Like like, like you never know, and you know it opens up the possibility for like a push bun or something. Use the speed there. I like Ellie. I have him in, in the SGPN Dynasty League. I have him in my Keeper League. I, I hope he does well, but I'm not quite as high on him as you are. Uh, I have him actually down at eight. So I have okay. uh, J-Ram, Riley, Arenado, Devers, Witt. Um, he could be six for me. Uh, these next three guys are kind of, I was going back and forth on, uh, Manny Machado. He's been hot okay. recently. Mm-hmm. I might just be leading into that. Someone that just seems to fly under the radar always is uh, Alex Bregman. Alex Bregman has very similar numbers this year, I believe, to Bobby Wood Jr., but Bobby Wood Jr. just has the speed. I'm pretty sure that's pretty much all it is. Witt's batting 255, Bregman's batting 254. 
each have 16 home runs. Bregman has a better OPS, better RBIs. Witt just has 28 stolen bases to Bregman's three. So I, I think Bregman's yeah. underrated. And yeah, I feel like for rest of season redraft league, I would trust Bregman and Machado more than I would trust Ali. Obviously, like we've said before, depends on your specific situation. If you need a high, high risk, high reward guy, go for him. But if you can kind of coast into the playoffs and you have other guys you can rely on, you know, just stick with that that steady Machado, steady Bregman, and then you can, you know, hopefully get some high reward guys elsewhere. I I like the Bregman, the Bregman add in there. Uh, I just where do you have Bregman at? uh, I have Bregman at thirteen. Ooh, Blake. I have him at thirteen. I have him behind Josh Young, Max Muncy. So wait, so who do you have after? Who do you have after Ellie? Uh, after Ellie, it goes Bobby Witt Jr., Yandy Diaz, Manny Machado, Nolan Arenado, Gunnar Henderson, Jordan Walker, Max Muncy, Josh Young, and then Alex Bregman. You're you're, you're way too high on Walker, I think. Muncy, I, Muncy, I have nine just because he has so much power, and I don't think he's going to get walked like Otani or Matt Olson will or pitched around because that's a good lineup and he has a low average. Josh Young, I was going up and down with, but he's been bad recently. I have him ten. Then I have Yandy Diaz, uh, Gunnar Henderson in there, Justin Turner. I threw in there. Big fan of Justin Turner. He's he's yeah. he's been a solid player all around. But yeah, third base actually looking at this is is a bit deeper than i thought it is and that it's also one of those positions that coming into the year we we talked about how it had like a good top seven and then i don't know why i remember that uh, we said it had a good top seven and then it really fell off the cliff after yeah, that it, it's oh, 12 or 13 deep both now. of us both of us ignored matt chapman too i think chapman's probably above possibly josh young for me definitely above yandy definitely above gunner Matt Chapman's probably a, a top 10, top 12 third base from the rest of the way. I don't know. The problem for me is outside of his first month, Matt Chapman has not been good. His first month was crazy. He had like 15 doubles, like 20 extra base hits. And then June is, was terrible. May was terrible. I, I don't know about July. I don't think July has been all that crazy. Heading, heading 286 in the past 10 games. It's not bad. Only yeah, one home run. worse three home runs in the past 22 games in the past four weeks. Like, yeah, I just feel like Chapman, uh, we both overlooked him there. I know some people haven't been high on him. Okay. So after, after Ellie, do we want to do Ellie shortstop real quick? Yeah, we can throw him in. Where did, where did you rank him at shortstop for the rest of the year? Oh boy. Um, eight, nine. I have him at 10. He could possibly go eight or nine though. Okay. Um, (laughs) You have like five or six. I have him at six. Six, only because Wander Franco cooled off. I have Franco at yeah. seven. I have I have Trey Turner at seven. Uh, regrettably, uh, I still have optimism there. Lindor, Lindor, and Franco are the two I have ahead of Ellie. That I don't know if I if I would actually pick them if they were both uh, offered to me for the same thing. See, I have. Oh man. Okay, so my my top ten shortstops are. All right, let's go. Let's go top. 12 uh my top 12 shortstops are there you go mookie betts fernando tatis jr Bo bichette marcus simeon Corey seager ellie de la cruz wander franco bobby witt jr francisco lindor matt mcclain gunner henderson and trey turner 
Matt, you're you're just a Trey Turner hater. You just wanted to get, get a rise out of me, Blake. Didn't you? Trey <laughs> Turner, Matt McClain had a Trey Turner. Gunnar Henderson yeah. had a Trey. Gunnar Henderson can't hit a lefty. Gunnar Henderson's hitting like two thirty still in the, this season. Trey Turner's at least a year. Trey Turner's at least getting on base. I think. Uh, <laughs> Trey Turner's got, got the speed. I don't know. Shortstop, shortstop. I think is is deep enough where there's the, there's not a lot of these debates going on. Like, yeah, I, I feel like that's. That's fine. Shortstop has actually been probably more shallow than third base looking at it now. Like, maybe not. Nico Horner has snuck in there for some people. Yeah. Uh, Bogarts is somehow still 11th on the Fantasy Pros consensus. I'm 13. S- Swanson has 13. Willie Adamas, neither of us mentioned. He's been he's been great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Ali, Ali, yeah, could definitely be up there. I I don't hate hate him being up there top top seven eight shortstops six maybe. Yeah, if Wander heats up and Ellie kind of cools off a little bit, Ellie will probably drop down one to number seven. But for now, I like having him at six right behind Corey Seager. Uh, Yeah, and we are also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL props and is available in a ton of markets, plus plenty of opportunities to win their daily MLB contests. And, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $1 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, one more Reds player to throw out there. Uh, He's been kind of the talk of the town as of late a little bit. Christian Incarnacion Strand. It's one mouthful of a name. Where did you slot him in at your first base rankings? I slotted him in at 13th. Uh, I feel like we've seen too small of a sample size from him to move him any higher. Um, he has had that, that one pinch hit home run, but besides that, he really hasn't done too much. Uh few extra base hits maybe maybe hit maybe had a three home run game between recording this and releasing it we are recording this <laughs> a bit in advance but yeah I, I can't put him above like the guys i thought about potentially putting above were like luis arias i probably have too high santander josh naylor cody bellinger that's also building in hopefully bellinger being traded to uh the yankees or phillies yeah i mean i think there's a clear there's a top five elite guys you got like Christian Walker, uh, Nathaniel Lowe, Luis Reyes, Yandi, Santander, Naylor, Bellinger, and Carnacio Strand. That that's my thirteen. All right, yeah, I have him. I have him at uh, number fourteen. As a okay. matter of fact, uh, and right before him, I have Spencer Steer, his teammate at number thirteen, Luis Reyes at number twelve, Josh Naylor eleven, Cody Bellinger is at number eight for me. I have Santander at 10, Christian Walker at 9, Nathaniel Lowe 7, Yandy Diaz 6, Vladdy Jr. 5, Pete Alonzo 4, Olsen 3, Goldschmidt 2, and Freddie Freeman number 1. I agree with your ranking of Christian Encarnacion Strand. That 13-14 range is probably the right spot for him just because we know he has the power. You don't hit 20 home runs in 47 minor league games without having like unreal power. And he plays at great American ballpark, which is the most hitter friendly park in baseball in terms of home runs. We have yet to see it fully kind of show itself at the major league level. So like that three run home run that he hit 
was impressive. Like he hit it a mile. But I think the most impressive thing that he's done so far is that he's only struck out. He struck out four times as of recording this. Two of them came in the last game. So before that, he had only struck out twice on the season. If you get a guy that has that kind of power with that kind of plate discipline, that's going to be a problem. And I think if the power clicks for him with the plate discipline, Easy top 15 at the position upside. I can't quite say top 10. Maybe if the power does come around, he could have top 10. But I don't, Josh Naylor I don't think he, 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 yeah, he can't crack the top 10 right now. There's too many other yeah. guys that are, if, if Incarnacio's ran gets hot, some, one of these other guys is going to get hot, if not two or three of them. Yeah. And then I have his teammate Spencer Steer right ahead of him. And it's just because Spencer Steer is one of the, been one of the biggest surprises of the fantasy baseball season this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm sleeping on him. I, I just looked him up. He's, he's been fantastic. Yeah, which we did not. We talked about it coming into the season. Did not expect that at all from Spencer Steer. I thought he was just kind of a fill in until Ellie got called up. And yeah, I mean, I'm, he's got power, extra base hits, average, got everything you want. He's got it steering in the right direction right now. Oh, I see what you did oh. there. Uh, and then the last what, one, just to sprinkle him. Where, in there. where, where do you got? Where do you got? Incarnacio strand third base. I know he has third base eligibility. Some places I can try to see where I, where I'd pop oh. him in. Uh, third base. I have him fifteen for third base. Kind of same thing. He's fifteen. Spencer's tier fourteen. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, yeah, we just discussed our top one, twelve, thirteen with with uh, Ellie. So yeah, um, yeah. Right, right around that range. Yeah, like the the ranking with Incarnacion Strain, you have to. Granted, some of some of ranking is guessing, which I know people don't like to hear, but it's the reality. Some of it is kind of guessing it's and projecting. Guessing. It's all guessing. <laughs> well, you, you, at the, it's all guessing coming just, into the season. It's just a matter of how much research you have or how much like data you you are going off of. Like, yeah, you have a small sample size right now. Like I said, with Incarnacion Strain, if he yeah. has a good month. Maybe we'll revisit this heading into the fantasy playoffs and be like, where where are these guys at? We'll we'll see. Yeah. And I, I mean I don't want people to think that I just solely like guess on all of my rankings. I, I do I do a little mix of uh projecting and yeah, it's, evaluating it's projecting, what they've done so yeah. far. It's not it's not so. you're not like picking names out of a hat and just like, like oh yeah. <laughs> what, what do I personally think this guy's you're looking at stats, you're looking at what he's done, like but yeah, it's no it's predicting what's gonna happen and no one can predict can predict it. Yeah, and I just Christian Incarnacion Strand's upside, I, I think, is top 12 at best this year for third base. Yeah. So 15 uh, is a really good spot for him. Yeah, he's not going to be a starter for your for for your team in a 12-team league at first or third, but he's a solid UTEL guy or maybe a rotate in on the bench, maybe pick him up, stash him, see if he can uh, get something going. Yeah, and then the last guy, just to, just to quickly hit on him real quick, uh, the one that's kind of caught everybody by surprise, Matt McClain. The kid is unreal. Speed, power, extra base hits, scores, runs, hitting above 300. Babbitt's like 389 or 398, something like that. So that may come down a bit. But even then, if his Babbitt comes down 20 points, he's what, a a 280 hitter? And Great American Ballpark is still crazy. Shortstop, second base eligibility. You want to let me know where you sprinkled him into your second base rankings? I did did second base rankings. I had him at 11 here uh the more i look at it i may move him up 
Uh, I do have him behind uh, Justin Turner, who, looking at it more now, might not have second base eligibility in places. And I think McLean's better anyway. So, yeah, let's, let's move McLean up there. Uh, top 10, uh, I think, is a top 10 second baseman the rest of the way. I'm not sure if I'm overlooking some people. I don't have Altuve ranked, which I probably should have Altuve ahead of him. Um, Jazz, I don't have ranked either. I'm not sure what he's going to do. But, yeah, McLean, I think, probably safely, I would say, is a, a top 12 second baseman. He should be starting. Uh, yeah, definitely should be starting. I have him number eight right now, um, just ahead of his teammate, Jonathan India, at number okay. nine. So, yeah, I, th- I think top ten is a, is an excellent spot for him. But, I mean, also ahead of him, I have Max Muncy, Glaber Torres, Glaber Torres, and Cattell Marte at 765. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he could he could jump into. I don't think he's going to pass Cattell Marte for me, but he could jump into that number six spot ahead of Glaber if Glaber cools off a little bit. And so, very steadily, top eight at the position player for the rest of the year. And I, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to have a cold streak. He's just he he's got the power, and when the power is not there, he just fucking goes three for five. And yeah, so he's gonna, there's a lot to like. He's going to be someone next season to like keep an eye out in that like you know, soft second base shortstop market, like in the, in the tennis range, like he's not going to be one of the studs, but people might not pick up on how good he is. Cause he doesn't have like the, like the raw power numbers, but yeah, he's yeah. going to be, I don't know, maybe a, a Bobby Witt light. Like he, he has 10 home runs, eight stolen bases, hitting 300 right now. He's showing he can be a uh, five tool player. Yeah. I, I was thinking like a, uh, 2022 Dansby Swanson could be like a every year thing for, yeah, uh, we don't we don't have Dansby Swanson anywhere because he has uh, not been a good fantasy <laughs> baseball player, like like we said. <laughs> no, he has not. So I hope you followed that. Neither has uh, Xander Bogarts outside of the first no. month of the year. No, uh, but make sure you guys do follow us on our Substack, fakebaseball.substack.com. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and Twitch, Fake Baseball Money. Uh, Five star rating and reviews on Apple and Spotify go a long way to helping us. We greatly appreciate those. And if you subscribe on YouTube, that'd be awesome as well. We're working very hard on that. And follow us on Twitter at fake baseball. It's the coolest at on Twitter or X or whatever we're supposed to call it now. You can follow me over there at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at R Gilbert S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time. See ya. <laughs>